Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We are all our own biggest critics. At least with the exception of YouTube commenters, we are all our own biggest critics. So imagine working on something like Doctor Who. It is impossible to keep a consistently high standard on a complex show like this, and nobody knows this better than the creators themselves. Even though it's quite rare, there are times when the show's various actors, writers, and producers have opened up about certain moments, usually moments they were responsible for creating, that they just don't like. Whether it's a single line, a single scene, or an entire run of episodes. With that in mind, I'm Will for Who Culture, and here are eight Doctor Who moments the creators don't like. 8. Matt Smith hates his face in the 50th anniversary special. 2013 was a year for fans to celebrate the 50th anniversary of Doctor Who, and to that end, we were treated to a spectacular celebratory episode, The Day of the Doctor. Bringing together the 10th and 11th Doctors for their first, and to date, last on-screen team-up, the episode is a pacey, fan-pleasing, and explosive romp that's adored by just about everyone, although star Matt Smith does have an issue with one weirdly specific aspect of his performance. While appearing on a panel to discuss The Day of the Doctor in November of 2013, Smith reacted to the final final scene of the episode by lamenting the stupid face he had chosen to pull while filming it. Why am I pulling such a stupid face at the end? <laughs> While there's an element of jokiness and sarcasm to Smith's complaint here, there's also an element of truth too. He seems genuinely a little embarrassed, even though it totally works from a viewer's perspective. 7. Russell T. Davis wishes he'd changed one specific line. The first episode of the 2005 revival Rose was a really solid way to bring Doctor Who back to our screens, as proven by the fact that the show is still going 15 years later. However, the episode's writer, former showrunner, and all-round top bloke Russell T. Davis has an issue with it, singling out a single scene from Rose as something he'd love to change. Davies talked about this in an interview in Doctor Who magazine 551. The scene is one where the ninth Doctor says, lots of planets have a north. When Davies originally wrote this scene, there was an extra line, but not all of them, which was eventually removed. However, Davies now regrets this decision, and during the interview, he says that he would go back and add it in if he could. It's a minor detail that wouldn't change anything about the episode or the character, so it's actually quite strange that Davies is still hung up on it all these years later. Frankly, you'd think he'd be more regretful about the farting Slitheen. I actually kind of like the Slitheen though, just by the by.
6. John Pertwee wasn't pleased with his redesigned TARDIS control room. Every actor who plays the Doctor has to accept that lots of things will change throughout their tenure. That being said, the actors aren't always happy about these changes. Tom Baker famously hated the question marks on his collar, and another example of a leading man disliking an aesthetic change can be found during the John Pertwee years, with the actor not being overly fond of his redesigned TARDIS console room. During a DVD commentary for Death to the Daleks, Richard Leyland who was involved in the production of this serial, claims that Pertwee didn't like the console room very much, and that overall he didn't like change as an actor. Now, John Pertwee is awesome, and the third Doctor is one of the greats, but if you don't like change as an actor, then you probably shouldn't sign on for Doctor Who. 5. Stephen Moffat dislikes the angel twist in The Time of Angels Stephen Moffat has written more Doctor Who stories than any other writer, so it's no surprise that he's penned a few things he isn't too fond of. One of these things occurs midway through Series 5's The Time of Angels, where the Doctor and River Song realise that every single statue in the aptly titled Maze of the Dead is actually a deformed, weeping angel. To prove this, the Doctor flicks his light off and plunges the area into total darkness for a split second, which gives the lightning-quick angel plenty of time to turn and bear their fangs. It's an effective reveal, and it's hard to pick fault with it as a viewer, but Moffat thinks that it could have been done a lot better. Speaking on the commentary track for the episode, the writer states that this reveal could have been improved, that it should have been a lot scarier. He says that the angels should have lunged closer towards the Doctor, giving the characters and the audience a bigger fright, rather than hanging back and simply turning on the spot. And while we're on the subject of things Stephen Moffat doesn't like, 4. He also regrets the flesh and stone bedroom scene. The time of angels aside, Moffat's least favourite Doctor Who moment that he wrote is one that he's talked about on numerous occasions. At the end of Flesh and Stone, the Doctor takes Amy Pond back to her house after defeating the angels and saying goodbye to River Song. Here, Amy makes a move on the Doctor and actively tries to have sex with him, only for the Doctor to reject her advances and whisk her off to see her husband-to-be, Rory. Moffat's reasoning for writing this scene is that Amy had just survived a near-death experience experience, and this, combined with her long-standing attraction towards the Doctor, prompted her to throw caution to the wind and just go for it. The idea for the scene checks out, but according to Moffat, the fact that it was executed in a comedic manner was completely the wrong decision. From this point onwards, Amy's sexual attraction towards the Doctor was mostly swept under the rug, presumably because Moffat didn't like how this scene turned out. 3. Peter Davison thinks the plasmatons are rubbish Doctor Who is famous for having some questionable production values, especially during the classic years. Though this is part of the low-budget charm of the show, it's fair to say that a lot of the monsters back in those days looked pretty cheap and unconvincing, and the fifth Doctor himself, Peter Davison, would definitely agree, at least in regards to one specific creature. The serial Time Flight features entities called plasmatons, which basically look like shapeless grey blobs of gunk. Their design is pretty uninspired and bland, and Davison thinks they looked flat-out rubbish, saying they were just one more indignity that was heaped upon the story. It was a real symbol that the BBC had run out of money. To be fair to the Doctor Who team, they really didn't have a lot of money back in those days, and their effects technology was much more limited than it is today. That being said, I still agree with Davison. Sorry, Plasmatons. 
2. Karen Gillan wants to redo her acting in Series 5. As great as Doctor Who is, it's tough to make the case that it should win any awards for acting. The show's various cast members all work incredibly hard, absolutely, but Doctor Who just isn't the kind of program that tries to compete with the very best performances on TV. Just ask Karen Gillan. As Amy Pond, the Scottish redhead captured the hearts of the nation when she popped onto our screens in the fifth series of New Who. And while the series is incredibly strong, the actress thinks that her bits are a little bit meh. In particular, she thinks her acting in the first half of the series leaves a lot to be desired, and openly told fandom that she wishes she could go back and redo it. Clearly, Gillan feels her youth and lack of experience affected the quality of her acting, despite the fact that she received tons of great reviews at the time. 1. Billy Piper hated Rose's exit in Journey's End If you count her roles in The Day of the Doctor and The End of Time, then Billy Piper had four different Doctor Who goodbyes. But if you stick to the main story arc of Rose Tyler, then she's only had two, one in Doomsday and another in Journey's End. For fans who grew up with New Who as a Saturday tradition, the Doomsday farewell is one of the saddest moments of their childhood. But things did ultimately end on a happy note, sort of, in Journey's End, where Rose was left on a parallel Earth with a clone of the Doctor. It's not quite a fairy tale ending, but it's close enough. However, Piper herself, well, she was not a fan of how things concluded. Just last year, the actress came out and openly stated that she hated this ending for Rose, calling the clone of Doctor a lesser version of the real Doctor, while also taking shots at the clone's decision to wear a t-shirt with a blazer, which is, you know, fair. Piper also said that this send-off was a loss for Rose, although she did add that she'd love to know what her character is getting up to in that parallel world. We've got Rose's approval. Come on, BBC, and just give us that spin-off. I'm not going to stop asking until it happens. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com.